General Lalaman was about 42 years of age, of a thick, strong make, his manners not pleasing, and his appearance by no means prepossessing. During the whole time he was in the Bellerophon, he was morose and abstracted and seemed much alarmed lest he should be given up to the French government, and there can be little doubt. Had he fallen into its power, he would have shared the fate of Ney, as he had with the troops under his command joined Napoleon on his return from Elba. He had formerly been for several years one of Bonaparte's aides-de-camps, and during the time he was in the Bellerophon, always did that duty in rotation with Marzlan and Gorgo, one of them sleeping in his clothes on a mattress every night outside of the door of the cabin he slept in. The other two aides-de-camps, General Montsalon and Gorgal, a young man of about 32 years of age, the former an officer in the cavalry and the other in the artillery. They were both of good families, but their attachment to Bonaparte induced them to give up their country and property to follow him. Madame Montsalon was a quiet, unassuming woman, gave no trouble, and seemed perfectly satisfied, provided she were allowed to accompany her husband. She had with her one fine little boy, about four years old, I believe left another child at nurse in France. Countless causes, though he bore the title of counselor of state, held no official situation with Bonaparte. Nor did I perfectly understand how he came to accompany him on his departure from France, as he was not with him in Elba. But intimacy appeared to have been formed since his return from that island. Napoleon was fond of his conversation. He was of small stature, being little more than five feet high and slightly maimed. He always spoke of his master in terms of enthusiasm and resisted every application from his wife and family to remain behind. Being determined to follow wherever Bonaparte might be sent, he took with him his eldest son, a quick, intelligent boy of 13. Monsieur Mango, the surgeon, with all the domestics who were beyond the 12 who went to St. Helena, were conveyed in the Bellerophon to Portsmouth, and from thence sent to Cherbourg and landed there. Monsieur St. Catherine, a lad of about 16, nephew to the Empress Josephine, and a native of Martinique, was provided with a passage to that island in one of our sloops of war. Captain Protoski, a Pole, was allowed to proceed to St. Helena some time after the Northumberland sailed. Why this indulgence was granted to him, I never clearly understood, but it was said to be in consequence of the representations he made to the British government of the very strong attachment he entertained to his fallen master, a feeling as far as I could judge which prevailed with equal force in the breasts of all those who accompanied him from France without accepting Madame Bertrand, who, when not influenced by the horror she entertained of being banished to St. Helena, always spoke of him not only with affection but in a language of respect and enthusiasm. Appendix so many erroneous statements have gone abroad as to the terms of Bonaparte's reception on board the Bellerophon that I conceive it right to give the following correspondence, although at the expense of some repetition, in order to its being distinctly seen that the good faith of the British nation was not compromised on that occasion, but that His Majesty's government were at perfect liberty, as far as those terms were concerned, to act as they thought best. Tundit and Anchor, 
under very head. 7th August 1815. Sir, Count Escazes having this morning stated to me that he understood from you when he was on board the Bauerfin in Basque Roads on a mission from General Bonaparte that you were authorized to receive the general and his suite on board the ship you command for conveyance to England, and that you assured him at the same time that both the general and his suite would be well received there. You are to report my information, such observations as you may consider it necessary to make upon these assertions. I am, sir, your most obedient, humble servant, Keith Admiral, Captain Maitland Bellerfin. Ah, oh, it's a bunch of letters. I don't want to read a bunch of letters. Anyway. 